good morning and welcome to Flat Out Recovery. Morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. And how was our week? Good, man. Yeah, it's been good. Busy? I've been busy, yeah. Yeah, mega busy, man. Sort of uh, getting my ducks in a row and... To be honest, you're taking the pressure off, man. There's plenty of meetings. We're still halfway through a step four, so it's got some really, really unmanageable... F- not unmanageable, because I manage them. Uncomfortable feelings. But I'm doing the suggested stuff, and I'm... Uh, I'm getting through a day at a time, which is all good, man. I'm good. You know, my head tries to grab onto stuff to worry about, and it's... Yeah. I can notice that. I definitely notice that. I sit there and try to think of something to worry. Mm. I'm going to get private therapy, I think, man, because I've been on a waiting list for a mental health team. To be honest with you, I don't really need the mental health team. What I need... You know, I'm, like, I've got the support. I've got my sponsor. And I've got all yeah. my pals. Mm-hmm. I live in supported accommodation. I don't need a mental health team. What I do need is therapy. I need therapy, man. Do you know what I mean? I need I need some trauma-based therapy and a lot of different stuff. And I know, like, yeah, it's my way. You, you know, you think like I think I've got enough about me to know that therapy is a long-term solution, man. And I know the steps. Yeah. Yeah. Are good, but they're a long-term solution, man. Like a long process, and a lot of this stuff that's coming up in my step work is fucking traumatizing, because I do have PTSD, so it brings it all back. And I'm sat there writing angry writing and like really yeah, think, uncomfortable feelings and and I dip I don't know whether some medication might get me through this period but it's like you know I just I, just, I think know. there's a couple of really important things to say that right, one is confronting unmanageable or, or seemingly unmanageable feelings doesn't actually make me unmanageable no confronting things that are uncomfortable makes me think that I'm becoming unmanageable, but actually I'm not necessarily going yeah. that way. Yeah. It may actually be that I just think, oh, I'm spiralling out here because I can't cope with this. But the fact that you're engaging with it as a process means that you are coping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that because it's new, you don't realise that you're coping. Yeah. And that's why your head is looking for things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Because you think this is going spiral out of control, and actually it's not. Because if it was going out of control, you wouldn't be writing it. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be engaged with the idea. Well, I mean, I've done the meat of the step four. And I've done searching and fearless to the best of my ability, and I know that. Mm. There ain't no stones left on turn this time. It's sad, but it's, it's a healing process, isn't it? And I, I, I just think, it's like you said, Rich, man. I don't know how to deal with these feelings. Well, no, I fucking do. No, the reality the is thing. you're learning how to yeah. deal with them, and you've never dealt with them before. Yeah. And that's why your head is telling you you're unmanageable, when actually you're not. Yeah. Being unmanageable would mean that you weren't dealing with them, and yeah. you were letting yourself run off into where you were before, yeah. and you would pick up. Yeah, because was... it's unmanageability that causes us to pick up, yeah. more often than not. Around any situation, can be feelings, can be... Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? And, yeah. and also, the other critical thing you say is that while the steps are a solution and that they are a way of living and that they are one way of finding recovery from the misuse, chronic misuse, of alcohol and drugs, they are not the be-all and end-all. They are sometimes what opens the door to something else that you also need. And you may find from doing the process, particularly the step four and five, that that opens the door to telling you that you do need therapy. And you only find that out by engaging with the steps. So the steps aren't the answer in themselves, Mm. but they open other doors. Yeah, 100%. Now for some people, the steps will be enough, full stop. 
but for some people they will open the door to something else mm -hmm. and you'll find something in there and think I really can't deal with this I really can't do this and it's beyond the knowledge of your sponsor yeah that is when you think well okay there are other doors to explore here but you can't be rational about finding those other possibilities unless you engage with the steps in the first place no, it's a question of doing it the right way around if we engage with the fact that we were drinking and using the way that we were we then start going through a process which will tell us what to do and it doesn't mean that i've never fallen for this idea that if you just stop and you do the 12 steps everything will be rosy yeah, yeah, yeah. that is not necessarily going to be the case because there's all sorts of stuff we have to engage with in the terms of being fearless and certain yeah, yeah, yeah. and for some people they do have to find therapy they do have to find other support groups as well mm -hmm. there's all sorts of other things that come about because we've been through a 12-step process yeah. because ultimately it's all about being honest with yourself and if I'm honest with myself I can see hang on mm -hmm. this isn't a solution my sponsor is telling me he doesn't know the answer but that someone else might mm. which is basically a step one two three process anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't manage this I need someone else I've got to let him help me and I will do that in terms of everyday problems or in terms of big life problems yeah. and yeah. if I've got debt trouble I don't go to my sponsor mm -hmm. he might tell me oh it's probably a good idea to go to the bank mm. but you know <laughs> it's, it's about going and finding the right places and the 12-step process teaches us to do that 100% man I mean I've, I've learned that it's like you know, the way I, I think about the steps is that it's like having a machine with missing cogs and then we put the steps in we put the cogs in and the machine works but it's not going to give you all the answers so it's just a way of learning how to live life and then when you learn to live life on life's terms and you, of course you're still going to get a few problems things are still going to turn up then these things will be brought to the surface like your mental health like exactly what's happened to me like when i went i've done my step work it gave me peace around my problem peace around my life itself but it didn't take the problems of life away but it helped me those 12 steps i incorporate into every different part of my life like okay i can't do this for this reason this someone else yeah exactly what richard just said just like and ultimately if we do the thing where we put the drink and drugs down and we go into that process we've leveled the ground because mm. while i'm certainly the way i was drinking i couldn't see the wood from the trees mm. i couldn't tell the truth from the false as the big book says and everything is swimming around and it all becomes insurmountable and you can't actually see what's a big problem what's a small problem mm. what's not really a problem at all problems <coughs> that i'm creating for myself problems that i'm imagining problems that are real and very big that i'm in denial about and i can't see any of it <laughs> putting the drink down for me and leveling the ground completely meant that then i had this schematic this logical approach to finding out what the issues were and what to do about them and that's what the steps do yeah definitely. and while they will not solve all these problems they will isolate them they will rationalize them and put them at the size that they really are mm -hmm. so something that i think is enormous may actually not be by the time i've been through that process something that i thought was minor may not be so minor mm. but i only find that level way of looking at it by going through particularly step one two three four five because that's why the real work starts in six and seven because the real workload is in six and seven because 
I've got a more rational perspective by then. I've got a more reasoned perspective about what I have to deal with and how I need to change and how I need to respond to the world. Whereas I don't get that without belevelling the ground in the first place. I mean, if you're going through any kind of pain or and stuff like that, I always remember that it's because you're healing. You've got to go through it to get through it. And if you're like me, personally, like myself, he's, you know, God's, it's God's way of making things all right in the end. There's all different parts that you can take out of the recovery programs, and, and, I've, and I'm yeah. massive with my God of my understanding, and I know that it's, you know, it's getting things sorted, but uh, looking at it from another point of view, mental health itself is massive in, in addiction and alcoholism, you know, there's always seems to be some kind of mental health issue. I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the time there's a mental health issue lurking in the background which comes to light when you put the drink down because ultimately you're using the drink to master the mental health problem in the first place. And then obviously those come back and I know that my mental health, when I left the treatment centre, the drink was down, but the problem was still there for me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, well, hang on a minute. So it, this isn't rosy-cosy as I thought it might be because I'm not drinking anymore, but I've still got the problem, so what do I do? So that's when I worked. I've spent a lot of time with my, I'm fortunate enough to have the mental health team with them and you know, just hit it hard, man, about my mental health and like how what's affecting me, how it's affecting me and, and all that kind of stuff. And I've got, I'm kind of there when it comes to my mental health, touch wood, you know, it's stable. And we've just got to get to that stable point and it is hard, but. I think, like, there's a lot. Sometimes you just got to, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, don't get me wrong, though. Switch it, switch it up. I mean, it's the head, isn't it? It talks a lot. The head talks a lot, and sometimes you just got to say, shut up, not say. It's going to do its thing, man, and I've got to let it do its thing. I yeah. think it's valid. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons for my head to be the way it is, or my head, or, or the feelings, or the, the thoughts. You know, there's a lot of reasons why. They are valid, man. Mm. These intrusive thoughts and all this so stuff. They're still there. They're Mate, still they're murky. valid. They have plenty of evidence to, to be worried, and I think it's perfectly okay to run these by me because it's trying to keep me safe at the end of the of day, isn't it? Is, yeah. yeah? <clears throat> but what it doesn't know is that I've grown a lot. I've also not using, which is, uh, I think that's the. As soon as I've stopped using, all right, this problem's still been here. I've still had mental health, still had trauma, I've still got PTSD, I've still got all these things, but I'm not using. So it's not getting worse. I'm not out there yeah. causing myself more pain because addiction, at least mine was, you know, is very traumatizing. Mm. You know, it was a very erratic kind of mental situations all the time. So, you know, I'm blessed to be here, man. I'm blessed to be clean and being able to tackle this stuff. And it's and then again, all the things that are based around. The twelve-step fellowship that I engage in is has helped me phenomenally, man. Yeah, and do you know what I mean? My pals knowing that I'm not the only geezer that's got mental health problems, yeah, that's, yeah. that's used like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's been a bit of a twat. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. loads of trauma. <laughs> Suddenly you've Sweet, got bad dreams for in. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, how about get on with this? Like, I'm but it's also yeah. like the prayer, the meditation, the service to others. Like, not necessarily like walking around helping every, but you know, uh, the service positions that I have got in the subcommittees and stuff and. You know, it's like Rich said, you tackle everything else off the back of doing the steps, doing the fellowship, doing the, being an active member of, of, of NA. And, and, and yeah, uh, I think if you're a, a member of any fellowship, that is service in itself, because without the members, there would be no fellowship. So there's your service already. When you show up, 
that's enough to mm. class of service. You know, you Matt's there. Oh, Matt's here, and, and he's still clean. He's still sober. Because everyone looks at everyone, don't they? Really, oh, this person's that clean, and that person's that clean. Oh, this one seems happy, and this I can talk to this one for that. So, I think whatever your recovery process, the first thing is you have to get the substance out of the way. Yeah. The second thing is you have to go through a process of looking at why you used it and the effect it had upon you and everyone else. And you have to find a new way of behaving around people and a new way of behaving in relationships with people. And you have to be honest with yourself. It doesn't mean you have to tell all and sundry. You have to be honest with yourself about where you're at and why you're there. And to find any other form of help, that other form of help would be useless if you were still using or drinking. And it's only by that levelling of the ground and that restarting, it's like a massive great defrag and then a reboot. Defrag. And only by doing that do I find what I really need to do. Because what the alcohol did for me is it just muddled everything and muddied everything and I had no perspective whatsoever. And ultimately, the beginning is when we put it down. And it's only when we put it down that we can begin to start finding some perspective. And it may take years to find that perspective. You ain't gonna find it in a few months. No, man, that's something that I'm really, at the moment, you know, they say trust in the process. Now there's a process to absolutely everything. So now that saying, all these little sayings, mate, it's not just in the steps. No, it's there's in the fellowship. There is a process to absolutely everything. So obviously, fantasy has been a nice, comfortable place for me to live all my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It has, bro. I'm, I like, you know, like, especially as a younger man, it was a lot better being there than it was where, like, where it was in my head and, and, it was, it was and my safe. reality, man. It was safe, bro. And it was obviously something to look forward to. All right, yeah. It wasn't going to happen, but it's like, help me out. And even drugs, man, drugs in denial probably saved my life, if I'm honest with you. But yeah, you, you kind of like, the process of everything, it's like I've dropped my expectations, I've done fearless and thorough, and I've like, I've been like, okay, just be kind to yourself, man. <laughs> this is a lot. This isn't just stopping doing drugs. It, like, it's like you said, Rich, like, it's, the, it's the aftermath of why I've done that and the powerlessness attached to my using and how mental, how much I hurt other people, how much I hurt myself, and how much I have been hurt as a youth, and, and all of this stuff, and, and I just realised how traumatised and how probably delicate I am. I used to like to think I'm not, especially without bursts of aggression, but in that, it would go boom. I'd be like that, mate. I'd be, mm. I'd be like that, like constantly. I'd be on the edge, bruv, and then boom. That's how, you know what I mean? That was my reaction. Mm. You know, nowadays I'd probably break down and cry, but mm. you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. before it was anger. Don't see me. Don't see how I feel. Don't see this. And I've really been able to drop my expectations. So that process has now not got the expectations that it has before. I've been able to just be like, okay, this process is going to do its thing, but it's not going to do what I think it is. But it's gonna be good. Whether mm. it's the twelve steps, whether it's the making music, whether um, you know, like you make music, bro. You start with the drums. You make. It's a long process and everything. And yeah. You, should, you know what it sounds like. You need to go on a retreat. I know, man. Because it sounds like as well that you are going through everything with a fine tooth comb. My sponsor said to me once when I was going through the big book with him. He said, "Do not pick the book to pieces." picked every single line out and I had a, something to say about every sentence in the book and he says you don't have to pick out pick, pick it to pieces he says 
overall, it's like with my, you know, when I was going through my, talking through my step forward and my step five, and I was, I was going, just the nature of your wrongs is good enough. Not your, no, I was going into graphic detail and stuff. And he goes, just the nature of them will do, mate. Thank you. Especially the sexual harms and stuff. Like that. I don't need to know positions and everything. I just need to know the nature of your wrongs and stuff. So, Take it a bit more. <laughs> take it a bit more lightly. <laughs> My sponsor always says, "I've got the shortened version of the Serenity Prayer is not today. Fuck off." <laughs> so if your head starts talking, because I'm, my head can talk a lot, man. My head can. I've, I've, I'm starting to notice this recently that my head's a very busy head if it if yeah. it wants to be, and it talks from the second my eyes open it's rattling I know same until bro. the second I go, and I think I have to stop and this morning I was sitting there because I have a cigarette in the morning I was sitting there I've had the wind I heard the birds I've had the birds and the squirrels and the magpies and everything and I was sitting there my head was going chitter chatter chitter chatter chitter what the fuck is going on up there and I just I just took a breath no not today you can shut up today and it was a nice feeling man just shut your, shut your head up. Enjoy yourself. You got something? Yeah, no, I, I am enjoying myself, man. I feel like I've made some moves towards the direction I want to go in. Good. You know, you know, it's... Uh, what I've noticed, last night, so I started a beat last night, mm-hmm. and I used a different process. Yeah. I used a different process. I used new tools that I've learned. I used different stuff and I was flat out on it for about six hours mm. yeah and it was an enjoyable process what I was doing before was I wasn't leaving myself any room for error so I'd get a bit I like and I would not change that and I'd try and make the track around that and it's like you know I, I've learned some different stuff and and I started with the intro it was like I need to be progressing in order to don't get me wrong I don't mind going on these retreats and that do you it, feel like you need to understand how everything works? No, no, no. I just feel like I need to understand. Not all of us want no. the guidebook to the whole world, Ronnie. No, 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 because, like, you know what I wanted to find out? Somebody said, to my sponsor said to me, I said, oh, I'm trying to find out what this God thing is. Because he's trying to find the answer, that never, uh, the, the answer to, to the question that every single person on the planet wants to know the answer to, and no one's got that yet. You want to know what God is, and unfortunately, you just grab a bit of blind faith. Mm. in some things you know what I mean and sometimes it's easier to have blind faith and sometimes it's easier not to have to embroil your head with all the rigmarole of how things work so just just have faith that it will work if I do that forget how it works it just works people either want to know the answer or they're in denial of the question yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah but you're doing it. you're going in the right direction aren't you because yeah. at the end of the day the prime purpose is to say so when it's just a, I think when we go through the uncomfortable stuff we feel like we're rowing backwards and actually we're not we're still mm. rowing yeah yeah. no I know I know 100% um, I'm going forward there is this sensation of thinking oh, I'm not moving I'm not moving I'm not moving and you get the shudders flying through your head but the fact is you're still rowing and you're still in the boat mm. Because if you weren't in the boat and you weren't rowing, you wouldn't be confronting anything at all, yeah. and you'd be on your way back to a crack house or an off license. Mm-hmm. I've just got to give myself a pat on the back, really. No, you've got to be fair to me. Yourself I've too. done a lot, man. And look at what you have done and be, Past be reasonable months, with yourself. Bro. And I've made some that. strides I've never thought I would have doing the ever NA, done. NA steps as well, and you know, the quad. Yeah. There's a lot of. You ain't hiding in them, bro. Mm. You ain't hiding in them bad boys. I, I'm I do you. believe all the steps. You know, different staircase. The same destination. There's no wrong way to win the lottery, is yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, what it is, and that's why you've got to look at it, do you know what I mean? And sometimes it's 
Look, unfortunately, you know, my brother, I think, is um, looking there now, Ruth. But although I took him to a CA meeting yesterday and he did endure that. How is he? It's all right, he's really well. well. All is well. There's Good. definitely, definitely a change in him. And you know what? I laugh, right? I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but he's frightened to death. <laughs> he's frightened to death. He just does not know what's gone on. <laughs> and he's like, he's sitting there in the meeting. Look, look. Anyway, he didn't like meetings, he didn't know about them loonies in them meetings and stuff. Yeah. And he's there now, and he's like, he's, he's nodding, and <laughs> he's like, it's like he's scared stiff. You are, though, isn't he's you? He's like, what the? I can't There's a realization. He's had the realization. He's like, I've, I've learned I've been a dry drunk for two years. I've been a dry drunk, and I'm loving it. And he's telling me, the book, the book, it's, it's right. It's like something slapped him in the face big time, man. And he's, he's on it. He's meeting up every God, day, sponsor yeah, and making friends. He's actually making friends. Like he'd say to me, I ain't going into them fucking meetings, all nutters. And now he's in the meetings and he can't, he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> the meeting and he's I'm not friends. fucking leaving. <laughs> leaving. Yeah, he's, yeah, so he's, he's doing great, man. Really good, really, really well. And on top of that, he's really on top of his uh, mental health. Yeah. He's on it, man. He's like taking his medicine, which is like madness, unusual for him. He's got that support network because it says in the book as well, you know. We can't don't just rely on the steps, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside help is a must, you know. Psychiatrist, this, that, and the other. Psychiatry alone isn't likely to help, but incorporate with a 12 step program, definitely a bonus, you know. She has to have all the, all the baubles and whistles on the tree. I was so reluctant to get help all of my life, so mm. reluctant to get help. I'll do this on my jacks, you little fucking ain't all of you, fuck you. Fuck me, that's sorry. Some you of that's going to have to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to cut that out anyway. I, I, I think that was a bit... Uh, no, but I agree with you. You get what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to be helped because I was in denial about the need for help, very much so. I was very antagonistic towards the idea. I would only take it on my terms if I could use it to bargain with something. And I genuinely knew that I probably did need it, but there was no way on earth I was going to admit it to another human being. No. No way, no matter what it took, no way was I going to show that vulnerability to another human being. And, and it was always, and if anyone got close enough, they had to go. Yeah. Do you know what, as well? It's also the fear of the consequences. That, like, to get the help, I would have to acknowledge a lot. Yeah. And I would have to do a lot, and a lot of stuff would have to happen. So yeah. the fear of the consequences outweighed it for me. Oh, humongous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, like, it, was no, it was no way I was doing it, man. And I was teaching the first time I knew I was ill. Mm. So my thought was... I can't say a word. Yeah. Because I have to stop. And yeah. then I stopped anyway. It's not been better off than many getting the first Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for me, it was always no one can help me. I, I, I felt like I knew myself best. And the doctors are just going to go, the doctor will have a process in my head. This is what they'll do. They'll say, have that. And then I won't know if it's working or not. And when, if ever it says step one on the t on the box, I always doubled it. I thought there was room for movement yeah, yeah, on yeah. there, and you know I'd be double dosing and stuff like that. I thought one's not going to work for me, and two, I know for a fact that they're. This is I would do their thinking. They're thinking that people are going to take two, so they put one on there. So taking two will be all right. <laughs> oh, for God! And that's how my head would work. So I yeah, take yeah. two, and then where well, we got ridiculous. Espe especially I, used, I I wasn't much of a drinker yeah. But if the box said, do not drink, I'd go get a drink. 
I swear down, I would, because I'd be like, this is not, this is going to throw your head off, bro. I'm definitely getting this. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? I would. It would. Do to... not drink means drink. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I wouldn't even drink, but I'd go and get like a few cans, nail the cans, then take them, and then feel wobbly and that. Like, yeah. It'll have more effect if I Yeah, yeah. I swear down. It'll be stronger. Honestly. What happens is another thing. When it says do not drink, I used to say, I used to think in my head, oh, but they obviously know people are going to drink, so it's obviously not going to kill you. Otherwise, it would say, do not drink, because if you do, this will definitely so kill you. Do you ever drink on Librium? Oh, What's Librium? That's bad Librium. Oh, is that, oh, is that the stuff that makes you not want to drink? Well, it's it's detox, right? Oh, and you throw it um, up in that? Well, I, no, 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 no. That dissolves around. It's killing people in that, wasn't it? <laughs> it dissolves around. It makes it revolting and you throw up if you drink on it. But, no... Librium is detox medicine. It's yeah. the lowest level benzo, and the reason why they use it is because you can differentiate the amounts more easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, forty mil of Librium is is the equivalent of X mil of diazepam. I forget the relationship, but you can go from forty to thirty five to thirty to twenty five, mm. and therefore it's easier to detox someone over the course of ten days. To yeah, yeah, yeah. By bringing it down like that, and then of course because it's brought down on a slow curve. There's no danger of being addicted to the benzos as a result of two weeks. Yeah, because he was talking about that, that his pot was getting smaller and smaller. Because it, it works on the same receptors as alcohol does, benzos, does. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know, whatever that was we were talking about, it's all good. Well, so how was your week, Ronnie? Uh, we didn't even get off it, did we? Sorry, guys. Well, no, no, <laughs> we, no. I think I just preferred to summarise my weeks, because you know what, I've, I've got... Who's prepared a summary for us? Uh, no, it's just, it's been really good. I've had a really good week. There's been no real dramas. My head's told me there's dramas, like what you were saying earlier. You know, like, I only have to have, like, tomorrow I've got the gym. So, I've got, it, to me, it's like a big thing. I've got to go to the gym. I like going to the gym, but not as much as probably you enjoyed the gym, Matt, you know? For me, it's something I've got to do three times a week if I want to maintain some kind of physical health. So that can be really off-putting and I've realised that no, it's not a massive thing going to the gym. Even, you know, if I look back at my life the way it was before, see, this is my head's going already, you know, it's already going already. Like, yeah, so I'll summarise, it's been a great week. <laughs> it's just easy to say that. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with, I said, my brother, taking him to meetings and stuff, which is good. And I've been doing a lot of cleaning in the house, a lot of deep cleaning and stuff. I'm not purchasing any stupid things at the minute. Um, <laughs> How many echo dots you got now? No, I've, I've, I think I'm down to about five. Now. <laughs> I've given them away as like, if a big birthday comes or a Christmas apple, one of them. I was watching the South Park one recently when mm. Cartman gets an Alexa. <laughs> oh yeah just putting obscenities on the shopping list and I, his mates what, is that the one where it's the one where he's got a girlfriend yeah yeah she's a woman he's being all it? sensitive yeah. and the girl comes in when he's saying put something scrotum sack on my shopping list and his girlfriend walks in and all the other boys go oh we've all got something to do now and like, what were you doing <laughs> oh nothing nothing <laughs> you only get an Alexa so you can swear at it oh, Alexa Fucking shut up. That's all I do and it turns off as well. Oh, I used to say, if I've been in the room, I'm like, Alexa, turn the fucking lights on. What, you got lights on it? Yeah. You connected up to your light? I don't want lights on it. It's good. No. I don't want it doing things in the house. Yeah. My light bulb, if you get a smart light bulb, oh, which yeah. has got Bluetooth in it, you can connect it to your Alexa. 
It does my TV as well. Alexa, switch your TV on. Oh, turn the lights off. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, oh, bro. No. No. Oh, Alexa, go, 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 go to the shop for me. You know what I mean? The car starts up and drives down the I'll, shop. I'll tell you what I can do a lot, man. The, the Alexa's now ordered me these and I want it tomorrow. I think it's a frightening idea, that. What, AI? We just have a machine that we... No, there are uses for AI. I certainly think the application of AI in music programs yeah is a logical usage because what it does is it gives an example level to start from so if you're not used to using a whole set of mastering tools you turn them on and it will give you say oh we think it ought to be this it ought to be that and then you can tinker with it rather than just a blank screen mm. and i think there's probably an application for it in the way that we as human beings use computers because sometimes when you're looking at a blank screen or even a blank piece of paper it's not that you don't know what to put on it. It's that, oh, where do I start? It's like writing a CV. We all know what to put on a CV, mm. but we don't necessarily know an order for it. Mm. And it helps a hell of a lot to have suddenly an example. And if you've got a machine that can give you a sort of template, say, well, why don't you try this? Then that saves us all a hell of a lot of time. Where I don't like AI is where we are dependent on it to the point where it might be determining what we do. Mm. That's where I don't like it. Yeah. Skynet! Well, actually, you know I've had to sleep with my lights on before because it was playing up and it wouldn't turn it off. Well, couldn't you just turn it off yourself? No, because the way I've done it is my room's set up now. It's oh, like, it's all set up to I'd have to move. Yeah, the, this is what I mean, I'd have to it. move the TV. This is what I don't like off. about I've AI. massive OCD writing. You know, that TV's in the perfect position. But this is what I don't like. Because it's, you, know you are dependent on that bloody thing you in your know, room. There's, we've got technology governments or whoever's got it I don't know which yeah. far outweighs any technology we've got at the minute and we I believe they've got it for me aliens and which ones the Scientologists or no, uh, the ones families out there and basically we are just a product of what another planet has created to see and we're just an experiment apparently according to some programs I've been watching. It's another South Park thing, isn't it? So uh, where, where there's these two aliens looking at a TV and it turns out that Earth has been a sitcom all along. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new episode of Earth. Do you know? We They're going to blow themselves up. And did you know, according to some, some programs, so an inside source, that yeah? it's not possible to set off a nuclear bomb because they've got technology out there that will intercept it before it even leaves the ground. And that technology came from alien sources. The thing is, that would make things even worse, Ronnie, because billions and trillions are being spent on these weapons. Yeah, I know. Children are starving. I know, man. So if they genuinely can't actually be detonated... They can't be detonated. The spending of trillions of dollars when there are children starving and people who are choosing whether to heat or eat in countries like this then I think we have even more of a problem than we have Watch in the this place. space. You'll, when we're all Johnny old... Johnny and the aliens! When sitting in the old people's home, rocking on the chair... When we get to episode 100, Ronnie... No, we'll seriously, call it Ronnie and the aliens. There, there is some really booky stuff, man. So, here's a couple for you. <laughs> there's a gap in the human DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a gap of hundreds of years. Yeah, you can go back through, like, dinosaurs and that. You can see them... And there's a massive gap mm. in human DNA. I can't remember how many years. I think it's hundreds of years where you've just got this point where we just go boom into something else. Mm. 
Yeah, and there's no like linear stroke of evolution, mm. basically. So there's theories that an alien come down and add its way with a primate or something. Because we're, we're primates, that's what we are. We're closer to chimpanzees and gorillas, aren't we? So that was a theory, but here's another one. So I watched this documentary, yeah? You know the, uh, what's it called? What's the ring around a circle? Oh, the equator. Equator, that's it. So the equator, there's, there's an equator that runs around the whole earth, yeah? Mm. So there's, lo- there's the pyramids, mm. there's another set of pyramids, there's the, is it Treasure Island? Mm. Easter Island? Easter the, Island. The, the, the guys with noses, mm. and you've got this thing in India where they've made this, like, a cave, but it's so smooth that it's like paper smooth, but it's marble, mm. yeah? yeah? And you yeah. can't, like, we haven't got the tools to do what they've done today. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let alone back. So it? there's a few other things, yeah? And they all go around the equator, mm. around this earth, yeah? And they're all in the ring of the equator, all in line with it, yeah? Mm. So if you go from that to that, mm. like, say, if you go from one point of a landmark to the other point of a landmark to the other point of a landmark, then mm. all the way around these landmarks to this, back to the same original spot, it equals pi, yeah? And you do that from any landmark in that equator to the next landmark and back to the original landmark, it equals pi, bro. Like, all well, of them, it, in this, this it's is insane. This Stargate now. Um, no, it is. Wild conspiracy theories. However, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's fact, man. The essence of any theory, however crazy it sounds or not, is that it has to be grounded in some form of fact. Whatever theory, whether it's aliens, whether it, whatever it is, it has to be found in some. There's loads fact of it. They've got them all on the cameras, haven't they? Have you seen them? And I would say, of course, anything going around the circle is going to equal pi. Every circle is always pi. I was thinking that. I'm sure that is pie anyway, isn't it? But the fact of the matter is everything's within no, the No, but the thing about the caves particularly is that these are anomalies that either we can confront and say we're going to try and explain this or we can do what's happened for a long time and just pretend that we can't explain it. And there are all sorts of flaws in theoretical models of how the world developed. You know, there are flaws in the Big Bang Theory, there are flaws in the there are flaws in all sorts of theories and science can't possibly explain everything no man there are certain things it it can't explain I I still wander at the pyramids thinking how on earth did they build that yeah I know because geometrically to produce that what, 3,000 years yeah, ago? It's just absurd. It lines up with stars to the millimetre. Oh, yeah. How, how have they, like, do you know what and I mean? There's things that they've done that apparently can't be done today. Yeah, I know. Yet. And that's just the pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really astonishing. Oh, I love all that stuff. Yeah, I, f- I love it when, it, when your head's just boggled. Oh, yeah. on my own pyramid. If I won the Euro Millions, I'd be trying to say, I want to buy one of the pyramids. You'd <laughs> have to have a garden with like a, a lion and then Rich's face with glass. Anyway, on a lighter note, your ex has posted parts of your life story on Facebook. Do you A, post their life story with some extra crap mixed in? B, post a rebuttal. C, ask them to remove it and report it if they refuse. D, go and find a hitman. E, lock them in their house, set it on fire and stream it live on Facebook. Bit extreme, some of yeah, that. Yeah, it's a <laughs> But I'll get to why. Well, the thing is, you know what? In the madness, 
in my madness, something like that. Obviously, I wouldn't have a life story in the madness because I'd be, I would have, wouldn't have got that far. But when people would do something I didn't like or wasn't happy with, I would have done all sorts. I mean, real ringing up. Well, you know, what? I'm not. That. Yeah, just it, I would have done anything. But now going around the house and putting mackerel behind the radio. That's it. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and, and like destroying clothes and this that and other. But I think now it'd just be a case. Oh yeah, you just do the right. But this has been known to happen. This has happened in relapse. I've seen it happen. Mm. I've actually seen someone do it. The reason why I included the last two is not because you genuinely do them, but because you might think them. I would certainly think I want to lock them in their house and burn them. I <laughs> <laughs> might not say it, but you know, I would, I would think it. I yeah, would think all sorts of crazy things in response to something like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I mean, thinking. Good God, if if you was tried on what you thought, then you'd be locked up forever, wouldn't you? I've been broadmoth. <laughs> it's that process, because, I mean, like we were talking at the beginning about confronting uncomfortable feelings, mm. and that we confront things that we've never confronted before, and we think we're not coping because it's new. Mm. And one of the things that we also have to confront in early recovery is our own thinking. And the reason why I put this one in is because I've seen it happen with two people in early recovery who got in a relationship, one of them relapsed, that went on Facebook, so the other one relapsed and it became a huge ping pong game on Facebook. And also because of the nature of what was being disclosed, until it became a personalised slanging match, Facebook didn't intervene. And if you think about the stuff that you have to deal with concerning your own behaviour in early recovery, if you've burdened yourself with that kind of relationship early on it goes wrong and suddenly a load of crap ends up on facebook that's a hell of a test isn't it mm. how do you cope with that because you know we talk about going through the 12 step process and saying i'm going to confront me in step four i'm going to confront the way i think and what i did but what happens when we get a curveball from someone else early on before we've got to that process mm. oh, yeah, step, yeah. See, that's where we have to rely on sponsors mm -hmm. that's where we have to rely on other people and that's where we have to be honest about what we're thinking mm. because you might not even <coughs> have got a sponsor and gone through step one the first time this happens because of course the world isn't going to behave just because I sobered up it isn't and some people are still going to be wankers whether I'm sober or not you just got to try and keep your side of the street and, clean and I'm more vulnerable to overreacting in that first couple of months off the drink than I am even when I'm on it. I'm actually less stable in that early recovery process than I am when I'm drinking. It's like the amount of explosion that's in there still there. I mean, I'm more stable, but if I do get to that boiling point, it's, it, the mass of the explosion is still the same. I know, it's still there. Of and course it's, it's like, still there. If I get to that trigger, that, that line, it takes longer to get there, but if I still get there, it's like bang, oh my God, it's awful. The thing is, you know it's there. Yeah. The thing is, you know it's there, and you've actually got various means of mm. identifying that it's coming. Whereas, when you've only just got through rehab, mm. you've got no idea. You don't even know that it's coming. Well, the problem is as well is knowing that you've learned in your past to, you know, because you've had to, or you feel like you've had to destroy somebody, right? And knowing you can still destroy somebody if you really want to, you've got them tools still, but spiritually you can't so it's like, oh, you know I could do, I, 
you're so lucky I'm still <laughs> mate, because I tell you now I would have gone hell for leather <laughs> and I don't mean physical I mean I could you know you could mentally get destroy get a sadistic and that yeah mentally destroy someone do you mm. know what I mean and if people got on the wrong side of me in the past and don't get me wrong there wasn't nice people that would have got on the wrong side of me there would have been nasty horrible people so I'm not saying I'd be sadistically horrible to someone mentally who's done nothing wrong you know they deserved it I went from being <laughs> It is obvious. Justifying your vindictive, really <laughs> sadistic, uh, like behaviour because that they're horrible. Yeah. Which, kind of, which yeah. kind of goes against. Yeah. I was an emotional terrorist, but I also accepted emotional terrorism depending yeah, yeah. on where I was at. Yeah. Give what you get. Don't and you? the society. Mm. And I think when we're in the thick of it, of course we have no rationale because actually everyone's a wanker. Mm. But when the drink and drugs are down, in the initial instance, we actually start thinking, perhaps we start believing that people are going to behave next. Mm. And when they don't, we actually don't have the tools to know how to respond. And all sorts of uncomfortable stuff comes up that isn't about what we've done in the past, that isn't about the way that we think. It's about, hang on, this is a new thing to deal with. What did I do before? Oh, I got drunk. <laughs> yeah, I can't I do know, that now. What am I going to do now? Yeah. I want to kill them. Well, how am I going to deal with this? I know I'm going to go do. And before you know it, you're already doing it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There yeah, are yeah. all sorts of pitfalls in that early phase, and this is why it's so important. Whatever recovery model you use, to make sure that you are talking honestly with other people. If I start mentally planning something, and I start going towards it, if I don't disclose that to someone else, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. I'm going to go and say it. And of course, the former cycle dictates that if I go and do and go and say that and I don't get the right result, I'll get drunk. And if I'm not talking, I'll do all of this without telling anyone and I'll just come back. So I'm all right now because that's me managing it rather than me disclosing the fact that I need some help with managing it. Because when you've got to the stage what you were describing first thing, Matt, with about confronting this uncomfortable stuff that's uncomfortable for you, over time, you are now better equipped to deal with something mm. that happens in your day to day yeah. that is difficult or uncomfortable because of the work you've already done. It gradually gets easier over time to deal with that difficult stuff. Mm. It's like Ronnie said there, man, it's all a blessing, isn't it? Like these difficult times, and it's exactly what you said there, it's, it's a blessing, man. This is preparation, it's all for the greater good of myself life happens for me man it doesn't happen to me i know obviously i do believe that like things have happened i uh, don't get me wrong you know it's painful to look at certain stuff it's painful to acknowledge but everything's happened for a reason yeah right i'm in a place where like before i blamed god or whatever the, my concept of god was back then i blamed mm. that for everything because how could all this stuff happen mm. like and it was kind of like I didn't have much choice I'll be honest with you it was, all, uh, it was all a bit mental it all happened for a reason but today it's like life is really difficult you know for everybody shit happens to people whether it's me you rich or a stranger walking on the street or anyone addict or non-addict men, women whatever it's life is is really difficult and we have these really traumatic incidents happen to us for whatever reason but it's all okay, man. And it's all a process of awakening. Because I was oh, yeah. asleep, mate. I was asleep. Well, we came to 
believe. That's the first part of step two, is in weekend two. And actually, even if you don't follow a 12-step program, you've got to wake up. Yeah. You know, when you put it down, you've got to wake up and you've got to look at the world that isn't through drunken or drugged up spectacles. Absolutely. And you've got to take the world for what it is. And sometimes you've got to make your classes hard work. You know, life being hard work and stuff. So you've got to be perceptions. Yeah, man. Because is it really that hard work or do we make it hard work? Well, it's also the fact that we've gone through an entire period in our lives where not only has life been difficult, but we've also been putting these brick wall hurdles in front of us mm. that are very difficult to jump over. Mm. And half the time we're running into them head first like a Volvo dummy. <laughs> and because this is what we're doing, we start assuming oh, it's always going to be this hard, but actually, mm. The very process of going through recovery means that the difficult things are still there, but I acknowledge that they're difficult and I try and deal with them as best yeah. I can. Mm -hmm. Whereas before then, before coming into recovery, even the little molehill, I feel like Sisyphus trying to push them up, <laughs> Sisyphus. up to the top of the mountain, you know, and I know I can't do it. Well, when actually it's a minor thing and minor things become huge and huge things get denied and the only way that we can actually come towards a way of living and a way of dealing with life is to get rid of the substances and learn how to live differently yeah. at which point those problems are still there it might feel like we've got more problems than ever in the first couple of years in recovery but that will gradually dissipate over time and problems become more negotiable okay, I can't actually deal with that. I'll hand it over to someone else. That might never get dealt with. I just have to accept that for what it is. But this I can deal with now. You would always look back. Whenever you look back, as long as you stay clean and sober, you'd always look back and go, that happened for that reason. Thank God that happened for that well, reason. Yeah. Yeah, that happened There's always logic. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, why that happened. Thank God that happened. It's always, you, you can't be proven wrong. The great logic of hindsight. Yeah. And... At least you got to brush your teeth with running water. This oh, I know, man. Whereas I know. that, I'll just think of them people have to tread six miles with that bucket on the head. I or know, the man. Or whatever. We, we take well, we'll be doing that soon, don't worry. What was that? Yeah. We'll be doing that in this country soon. I'll find a way around it. I mean, we're addicts, bro. I will find a way. Anyway, <laughs> we have run out of time. As it always happens, I know how we do this, but we've managed to do it yet again. If you've heard anything that has resonated with you concerning yourself, someone yeah. you love, someone you work with, someone you know, and you need to find some sort of help, then there is plenty of help out there. Yeah, man. Definitely. Get some help, man. It's there okay. are plenty of rehabs. There are plenty of day programs. There are plenty of potential detox programs. They're not all essentially expensive. Some of them are free. Some of them are more expensive than others, and some of them indeed are free. And I'll be talking to someone from the UK who will in our next program. So, we will not be able to leave you, and we'll be back next week. Peace. See you soon. I hear you soon. Whatever.